Welcome to the Pilgrim Rest Baptist Church podcast with your host, Pastor Terry Eugene Mackey. Today's topic, cups and saucers from the book of Ruth, chapter one, verses 19 through 22. Let's take a listen. I am aware there are people living among us who want certain labels in life, but many of them desire the label without the labor. A whole lot of people, as we are celebrating survivors today and surviving, want to be a survivor, want the commendation of being a survivor, but many of them want the commendation of survivor, but don't want to deal with the scars. Some people want to be known as warriors, but how can you be a warrior when you have no wounds to prove your warriorship? And here we are in this text today, we find this survivor by the name of Naomi. She, she's a battle-scarred warrior because she has gone through much. She's experienced many wounds. Four of them is that she is hopeless at the time of Ruth chapter 1. She is not only hopeless, but she is likewise penniless. She's hopeless. She's penniless. She's childless. And the reason why she's hopeless and she's penniless and she's childless is because she's husbandless at the time of this text. We're, we're told that she was married with children. Uh, she had a, a husband, Elimelech, two sons, Milan and Kilion. But the Bible says that when they went to Moab, when they left Bethlehem, that doom and disaster became her lot. Not only is she a widow, but she's lost both of her sons who could have provided for her needs. She's penniless. She's hopeless. She's childless. She's husbandless. And she says, with all that I'm experienced, I need a change of scenery. She said, I I'm going back home to Bethlehem, Judah. Bethlehem is said to be the house of bread. Now the reason why they left 10 years before was because of a famine, but now she has heard that the famine is over and she's making her way back home and the book says that her daughter's-in-law Orpah and her daughter-in-law Ruth said, we're going with you, but she told them that I cannot produce any more children to give you husbands. It's better for you to stay in Moab and Oprah began to uh, appeal to that request, but Ruth said, so, so no, Mama, I, I'm not going to leave you, which brings to bear for us those famous words we hear at weddings between a man and a woman, but it really was between a, a mother-in-law and her daughter-in-law. Ruth tells her in 1 and 16 of Ruth, entreat me not to leave you. 
Because where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. And they're making their way back to Jerusalem. Verse 19, when they arrive in Bethlehem of Judea, the Bible says that it was of headline news because the women begin to say, is that really Naomi? You, you know how it is when people have uh, gone through the, uh, the vicissitudes of life, when uh, they're, 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 you see that they have gone through pain and have gone through trial and tribulation. You, you know that it's them, but because they don't look like what you remember because of the pain that they endured, the women begin to ask, is that Naomi, and, and the reason they, they say is that Naomi, because Naomi means pleasant. Naomi means sweet. And notice what Naomi says. She said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Mm -mm. I've been through too much for you to call me sweet. She said, call me Mara, and Mara means bitter. Mara means distasteful. And she says, because the Lord's hand has dealt heavily against me, don't call me sweet because my life has not been sweet. Call me what my name is. Call me what I've experienced. Call me bitterness. Call me distastefulness. And, and somebody right now, you, you feel like that's your testimony. Yes, your name may be Tiffany, but you feel like you are Amara. Yes, your name may be Timothy, but you feel like your name ought to be Mara because of what you're dealing with at this time. But I'm so glad, child of God, that chapter 1 is not the only chapter of the book because chapter 1 is bitter but thank God there's another chapter in this book because when you look at Ruth chapter 2 although she started off bitter in Ruth chapter 2 it gets better I wish you would high five yourself and say I know it looks bitter but if I hang on and make it through this chapter that God has a better chapter awaiting me if I can just hold on through verse number 20 and hold on through verse 21 and hold on through verse 22 sooner or later when you turn the page I'll be beginning a new chapter and God will change my bitter into better because he specializes in taking sour lemons and making sweet lemonade and here he is in, in chapter 2 we discover that they've made it in time for the barley harvest it, isn't it interesting that, that uh, she left when it was a famine but now there's a feast <laughs> there's a harvest there and although Ruth is a Moabite woman God has such a, an affection for the poor and the destitute that he, he said in Deuteronomy that although they're foreigners they can glean the 
field after the harvesters. But watch this church. She walks in a field, doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what field she's in. All she knows is I'm going to get some sustenance for me and my mother-in-law. And the Bible said that Boaz saw her. And when Boaz saw her, he, he told the overseer of the field, let her get some of the stalks of wheat. Don't just let her get the left or let, let her get some of the good stuff. And the Bible said that she was such a hard-working woman. I wish I had some hard-working women that, that could say amen to me out there. She was a hard-working woman that, that worked from can't see in the morning to can't see in the evening. But the Bible said when she returned home, she had over 25 pounds of wheat for her and her mother-in-law because of the compassion of Boaz and her faithfulness in the field. But I want you to notice something. I want you to notice what happens here in, in Ruth 2 and 20. When, when Naomi saw all the wheat that she had brought back, she said, may God, listen at this, may God bless he who has shown kindness toward you, who has not forsaken the dead as well as the living. Wait a minute. The last time we heard Naomi in that bitter chapter of Ruth chapter 1, she said, don't call me sweet. Don't call me Naomi. Don't you see her neck rolling out there? Don't call me sweet thing anymore. Don't call me peaches anymore because I ain't sweet. My life has not been sweet. Call me bitter. But look y'all. She's singing a new tune now. She said blessed be God who has allowed this gentleman to show kindness toward you who has not forsaken the dead who is Elimelech her husband. The dead who is Milan and Kalan her children and the living is referring to Ruth and Naomi. She's singing a new tune. Why is she so happy? Why is she changing from bitter to better? It's because God has answered her prayers. I know, I know you, you said, Pastor, I have read the book of Ruth from kibba to kibba, and I have never seen where Ruth actually is praying. I've never seen where Naomi prays for Ruth, but that's why I'm here for you, because I know you just passed over it. Go back to Ruth chapter 1, verse number 8, because when Naomi was trying to convince Ruth and Orpah to stay in Moab. She, she says, here's my prayer for you all. My prayer is that the God above will deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me and have dealt with the dead because you didn't leave me in my time of travail because you didn't leave me at the most desperate hour of my life where I lost my husband and I lost my children and I'm still trying to survive through the repercussions of their loss. The book says that her prayer for them and her prayer for Ruth was that 
God will send someone to put favor in her life that will deal kindly with her. And notice what she says again in Ruth 2 and 20. She said, God be praised for he who have dealt kindly. I think that's what she asked for in a prayer. She was praying that God will send someone her way that will deal kindly with her. And when you look at the fact that although that Ruth was not her blood, she didn't keep her prayer hostage because this girl didn't come from her womb. She had a connection with her. And because she had a connection with her, she didn't keep her prayers just for hers. She also blessed her daughter-in-law with her prayers as well. And because she prayed for her daughter-in-law, it lets me know that she's a saucer. What do you mean, Pastor? Let's clarify this thing because let's be sure that Ruth is the cup because the cup is out front. The cup is in the limelight. The cup is prominently displayed. But notice that the cup could not be prominently displayed. The cup could not be in the limelight, in the spotlight, if it wasn't being held up by the saucer on the bottom. Because the saucer surrounds the cup. The saucer suspends the cup. That means it lifts the cup up. The saucer supports the cup. And what I'm trying to say you may not be the cup you may not be in the limelight you may not be prominently displayed but you ought to thank God that you are saucer and your job is to support somebody else your job is to suspend somebody else I know you want folk to lift you up but God is saying if you be a saucer if you get humble enough to lift somebody else up I'll lift you up in due time. Is there anybody in this church, anybody watching at home that can praise God that the only reason why you're surviving cancer, the only reason why you're surviving domestic violence is because God put some sources in your life to support you and to lift you up when life pulled you down. Is there anybody here glad for your support system anybody here glad that God put saucers in your life that lifted you up to where you need to be I know you're grand I know you're glorious but you wouldn't be grand and you wouldn't be glorious if God didn't put some saucers in your life to lift you to where you need to be can you take just a minute and thank God for those people that have helped you along the way you didn't get here by yourself thank God you had some saucers along the way because if the long range needs Tonto if Batman need Robin if Shaggy needed Scooby if Bert needed Ernie if Yogi needed Boo Boo if Moses needed Joshua if David needed Jonathan if Paul needed Silas if Michael Jordan needed Scotty Pippen if LeBron James needed Anthony Davis and if all of us need Jesus we ought to be glad today that the reason we're here 
the reason we're surviving is not because your cup is so cute. As a matter of fact, I got some chips on my cup. Is there anybody out there got some chips and some dings and some blemishes on your cup? But, 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 but thank God for the saucers that have upheld you even though you got dings. Naomi, Naomi is a saucer. Yes, Ruth is the cup because she's the only other woman besides Esther to have a book that by a woman's name. She is the cup, but she would not be where she is if it weren't for the saucer. That was upholding her. I, I'm almost, I'm almost finished. But but not only does she pray in verse eight of number chapter one for her favor, but in verse nine she prays for her, not only to have favor. Watch this, but to have a fiance. <laughs> she says, I I know that that my son, your husband, has died, but I'm praying. Mm-hmm that God will give you the interest of another. I'm praying that God will give you another fiancé. I'm praying that God will give you rest in the home of another man. And I'm talking to some lady. You have been allowing that man to put his hands on you. And you're wondering, should I stay or should I leave? <laughs> but I, I'm not going to say, it. the text says that, that I'm praying that potentially God can show you that love don't put hands on you. Love lifts you up. Love brings out the best in you. I wish somebody would talk to me out there says that she prays for her to gain the interest of another and, 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 and watch this church when we get to Ruth chapter 3 the Bible says after she meets Boaz Naomi knows the reason why now she's gone through the suffering and the travail was to get her to this point so she could support the cup to get to her God-given destiny. She, she prayed uh, for her daughter-in-law to get a husband, right? In, in chapter 1. In chapter 3, watch this. She tells Ruth, uh, I, I, know you, I know Boaz is checking you out. Uh, let me help you seal the deal. Watch this salsa. He, she, she's supporting her. Why? Watch this. She said, you, you got to do three things, and this may be some good advice for some of you. So you got to do three things if you're going to get that husband. Uh, number one, you need to take a bath. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's just that simple for some people. Uh, you've been in the field working all day. <laughs> I wish somebody would talk to me out there. You, you've been out there uh, reaching for stuff and uh, perspiring in the workplace. 
When your husband-to-be wants to see you, he doesn't want to be reminded of the construction workers that he's working with on his job. Clean yourself up. Number one, that, that's number one. Number two, she says in Ruth, Ruth chapter three, she said, just don't clean yourself, but put some smell good on. Uh, uh, put on some, some, some perfume. Now let me give a quick lesson. Uh, 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 I, I, I'm saying this as sensibly as I can with as much gentility as possible. Uh, 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 there are several kinds of perfumes. And I want to spend a whole lot of time on this. My time is almost gone. Uh, but, 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 but there's something more in the store than white diamonds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Listen, I've been black and Baptist all my life. I'm tired of smelling white diamonds all the time. Somebody talk to me. Uh, there, there are some other stuff in Macy's that you can buy. There, uh, some Jador is good. Uh, 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 some Gucci Guilty is good. Some Chanel is good. There are other things to get. Okay, I'm not going to stay there. And the third thing, she says, take off your work clothes. I, I, she's supporting her, ain't she? she said, Take off your work clothes and put on some of your good clothes. Okay, C can I just make it real plain for, for, the, for, the, for, for y'all listening to me? Uh, take that house, house dress that you got. Yeah, that, that moo moo. Take, take, take that moo moo. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. Uh, I'm just trying to be a saucer for you today. Uh, uh, take that moo moo and put it somewhere else. Put on something good. Something short enough to be interesting but long enough to cover the subject. Y'all don't want to talk to me. <laughs> uh, she, she, she's being a, a saucer to help undergird Ruth so she can get that husband. And can I tell you something? Her advice went a long way. Because when you read Ruth chapter 4, after Boaz had done his due diligence to secure being the kinsman redeemer, all was in play. And the Bible said that, that she, she got married. Y'all, Ruth, who lost a husband, now between chapter one and losing a husband. Now three chapters later, she got a, a good husband that, that got a good job. He got his own field. <laughs> I wish somebody would talk to me in here. Uh, not only she got a, a good husband, that got a good job, but, but she, got a, she got the baby out the deal. <laughs> the Bible says that she gave birth to the bouncing baby boy named 
Obed. And Obed means to serve. And this young man will serve his family for the rest of his days. Watch this, y'all. Because from Obed came Jesse. From Jesse came King David. And from King David came King Jesus. Is there anybody in here? No, he can take what looks bitter and can make it better because although you might be the cup he'll send the saucer your way to turn your bitter in the better I gotta get out of here but guess what y'all God begin to fill up the cup of Ruth filled that cup up how you know bro pastor that he filled that cup she got the husband that was in the cup. She, she got, somebody got a little money that fills the cup. But pastor, wait a minute. How does this benefit Naomi? Because Naomi is the saucer. But keep watching now. She got the son. And when she got the son, guess what happened? Stuff starts spilling over out of her cup. I wish you would talk to me. On to the saucer. What you mean, Pastor? Because the text says, you keep looking. The Bible says that in the cup that God in 4 and 14 of Ruth told the women to say, Naomi, you're blessed. And the grandson that you have shall be a restorer and a nurturer for you. What does that mean? That means that although Ruth is the cup, what was in her, the blessings that overtook her, some of that fell onto the saucer. Why am I telling you that? Because I know you're looking at how God is blessing all the cups that you've been supporting. But guess what, church? For it to say that this son would restore her, that means she found fullness again. I'm gone, y'all. That means she got restored again. Because in chapter 1, she say, I'm empty. But when she got a grand boy, now she's full all over again. Because the God I serve is able to restore you. Is there anybody here know whatever you're going through, whatever you survive, whatever you're surviving, God can restore you. I didn't mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to go this far, but I need, I said I need some people in the sanctuary. I need some people watching me on the airwaves that will testify that I know for myself that God is a restorer. He'll restore your joy. He'll restore your peace. He'll restore your love. He'll 
Thank you for listening today. We want you to partner with us and become a part of our family. Please go to our website, pilgrimrestphx.org, to get more information. You can also text to give by texting PRBC to 77977. Remember to subscribe. Now, let's go live a life of higher heights and deeper depths as we occupy all streets.